You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Collective Cafe, a virtual coffee experience which takes place every single Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in both Alpha Collective's Discord, that's discord.gg forward slash alpha collective and startup clubs house in clubhouse it's free it always will be free there are no strings attached there is no bait and switch lurk or listen only chat with one another in our back chat or even come onto stage the coffee shop is open for business whether you're on the treadmill getting the kids ready for school getting yourself ready for work commuting into the big bad city or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom to your home office on monday we manifest on tuesday we talk thought leadership on wellness wednesday we discuss mental health wellness and life skills on thursday we do live book reads and discussions with the author and then on friday it's no agenda friday where there is no agenda start your day off on the right foot on the front foot with virtual coffee with the collective cafe where we mastermind we manifest we collaborate we help one another at the business of web3 or anything else that intersects whether it's culture collaboration creativity innovation disruption entrepreneurship or coaching so give us a subscribe bit.ly forward slash collective cafe to go or a review on your favorite podcast platform if you're listening on demand or of course join us every day live it is addictive and remember it is a safe welcoming space and you will never ever be put on the spot this is alpha collectives collective cafe my name is joseph jaffe yes good morning good morning everybody wow i had to uh i had to move really quickly to share with threads Share with Twitter, share with Clubhouse, share with anyone who who would uh, want to be shared with. Um, if you are in this room right now, go ahead and share the room with Threads, with Twitter, with Facebook, with Clubhouse, with your parents, with your children, with your spouses. Let's go, let's go, let's go, everybody. We've got an amazing session planned for you today. And and as I get a frog in my throat, why does the frog always jump into my throat at 8.02 a.m. Monday through Friday in the Collective Cafe? Um, we are going to continue to read this amazing book, this magical book that miraculously appeared on my bookshelf. I have no idea where it came from. I have no idea who gave it to me, uh, and yet it just appeared and maybe it will change my life, and maybe it will change all of your lives as well. And by the way, if you want to catch up on last week's book, all you have to do is subscribe to the podcast version, bit.ly forward slash collective cafe to go. That's all you have to do. 
Uh, Bez is in the audience. I'm going to invite him up uh, just to join the stage. Uh, why not? Uh, just because um, <clears throat> he can. Um, he d- he doesn't talk until the end anyway. Um, and uh, he's he's doing exactly what my wish is for all of you, which is basically to do other stuff. You don't need to be on the stage. That's my job. It's my goal to inspire, to educate, to provoke, to motivate in the morning, and then the last 10 or 15 minutes are for you to join. I want you to be on the treadmill. I want you to be getting the, the kids ready for camp or school. I want you to be walking the dog. I want you to be getting ready. I want this to be killing two birds with one thread or stone. Oh, the puns just keep coming. Tomorrow we are going to... Um, we are going to talk about threads. Why not? <clears throat> so if you join us tomorrow, um, we'll talk about threads. And uh, I'm going to offer you a different perspective. Uh, would you expect anything else from me? Um, I'm going to just give you a different perspective on uh, are we leaders? Are we followers? Are we lemmings? Who's the winner? Who, who are the winners? Who are the losers? Will thread survive? Will Zuckerberg win? Will, will uh, who knows? Will we all be eaten alive by AI? Um, I don't know, but I dare you to join tomorrow, and that's exactly what we're going to do. Um, so yeah, last week, we started uh, reading I Dare You, and um, we are, I guess, we're going to page eight uh, of this book. It looks like 116 pages in the book. I'm happy to keep going. <clears throat> as long as it works for you, it works for me, and as long as it works for me, hopefully it works for you. We're going to get to page eight, Michelle, which is called I Dare You, uh, to adventure. Um, so are you, um, well, I'll leave you just with the, the quote from page seven. Uh, <clears throat> All who joy would win must share it. Happiness was born a twin. All who joy would win must share it. Happiness was born a twin. So let's keep going. Just want to acknowledge um, everybody. There's uh, Vincent Rube, um, seven, seven thread, uh, Bez. Uh, thank you all for sharing this this room. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's get straight into it. <clears throat> I dare you to adventure. Before we start on the great adventure, let's be dead sure we want to take it. Unless one is interested and enthusiastic, who would not even want to go on a picnic, let alone start on a journey destined to bulk large in life's affairs. When our appetites have a sharp edge, we enjoy our meals. Adventure means living to the full. You will want to start when you know how much happiness it will bring you. Some of my young friends who are freedom-loving pleasure seekers maintain that drifting along with life is happiness, that resistance is vulgar. I think we read this last week, maybe. Yeah, I think we read this last week, but I'll read it again. I don't care. I love this. Um, Some of my young friends who are freedom-loving pleasure seekers maintain that drifting along with life is happiness, that resistance is vulgar, that self-indulgence is self-expression. Rot! I take issue with them. The line of least resistance makes crooked rivers and crooked men. Each fish that battles upstream is worth ten that loaf in lazy bays. I think we read this last week. I'm trying to remember. Michelle, where did we read up to? I'm just going to keep going. Um, I'm not really sure. But I just love that statement. In fact, uh, hey, Michelle, did we read this stuff last week? You know, it sounds a little bit familiar to me. I know we went a little over. 
So it could be that we hit that part. Well, I'm going to read it again because I love the rot and I love this. The line of least resistance makes crooked rivers and crooked men. Basically, yeah, and yeah. women. <laughs> well, remember, remember the caveat to this book is it was written uh, uh, in I 1931. Know. So we we forgive Mr. Danforth, uh, who didn't quite realize that uh, not only were women equal, but they might even be superior than men in every uh, in every manner. Um, so you know, there you go, some fighting words for you. You can take me to court, uh, take me on. Um, we got to like, you know, at least figure out a, a way to rebalance the balance. But I, th- I think the point that's coming out of here, and then we'll just keep going, is this idea of drifting through life, or as I said the other day, grifting through life. Uh, grifting or drifting through life, taking the path of least resistance, trying to make life easier. Um, that's not the answer. The answer actually is, you know, as the saying goes, no pain, no gain. We need to feel pain. We need to feel a a version of pain, just like fear is healthy, just like failure is healthy. Pain is actually healthy. Like it is actually important to be a little bit of a masochist. And as I've said before, entrepreneurs are masochists. That's just who we are. We inflict pain on ourselves. It's not necessarily willful, intentional, but you got to, you know, like just, just yesterday I went to bed and got another rejection on my show. Um, you know, just another an, a, another network has said, yeah, we're going to pass. Uh, it's my worst word, and it's like nails on a chalkboard, pass. It's my life. It's my passion. It's my joy. It's everything to me. It's like literally the reason why I'm alive. And someone says, I'm going to pass, like pass or play. It's the most disgusting word in the world, pass. You know, it's like it just it, it just shows no emotion, no care. Don't ever say that, by the way, to me, anyone. If I if I pitch you or offer you something or invite you in, don't say I'm going to pass. Uh, actually, I'd like you to say I'm going to play. Um, but if you aren't going to play, um, don't just pass. Because you could be passing on a life-changing opportunity. You could be passing on a moment not only to change your life, but the person who's offering this to you. And I think that's what people forget sometimes. They forget that the person that's pitching, it's like, you know, the person that's pitching you, this, this is their life. This is their life's work. This is, could be the difference between life and death. So the worst thing you can do is just pass. You know, eh, whatever, I'm going to pass. Yawn, boring. We don't want to be that person, I don't think, ever in life. So let me keep going. True, the mass of people prefer the easy way. Old ways require no effort. Physically or mentally lazy people do not want to adjust themselves, but they've never tasted the thrill of victory. I remember once during the First World War, a captain was wounded in no man's land when returning from a raid. Snipers and machine gunners shot across a defined barrage uh, as, through, as though daring anyone to come and get his prostrate body The company commander called for two volunteers to undertake the dangerous mission of rescuing the wounded man. The whole company stepped forward. The major chose the two men with the most deserving record and longest service. Out on their bellies, they crawled and brought in their captain. In crack regiments, it is a privilege to dare and to give. There are no big thrills in the trenches, but just poke your head over the parapet and you'll find excitement enough. Your days won't be humdrum when you lift your head above the crowd. I dare you to adventure is my message to those red-blooded young leaders I meet every summer at the American Youth Foundation Camp in Michigan. 
probably going to turn up that that's like the Scientology camp or whatever, but still, you know, whatever. We just, you know, we're just going to go with faith here. Uh, every year they come to this, uh, every year there come to this camp hundreds and hundreds of boys and girls, young men and young women who aspire to be leaders. During certain hours, the whole camp resounds with the keen competition these young people have in striving to best one another in a game of baseball, in a diving contest, or in climbing to some lofty height, or at another time of the day, they're just as intense, just as interested in a mental training program because these young men are to be future leaders and their trained directors have learnt the art of making their mental program just as interesting and absorbing as their physical program. At night in the council circle, each tribe competes against each other in entertainment features. Each future leader learns the art of expressing himself entertaining his fellow campers he handles his personality in such a way it attracts leads and influences others during a devotional program these hundreds of young men are just as absorbed in expressing and developing their spiritual selves as they are in the athletic field or in the study room or in the council circle these young campers have realized that all sides of life can be equally interesting show me boys and girls anywhere who enjoy life more than do these my own self at my very best all the time is the camp motto. They are daring to live at their best following a four-square program, and they have a glorious time doing it. Living right has a lasting kick in it. Living wrong is a bit of foam on top, that's all. In the spirit of a crusader, life is a glorious adventure. If you jump out of bed in the morning full of fight, daring people or circumstances to depress you, you're on the road to victory. If you face problems aggressively, they are half solved already. If you aspire to larger responsibilities, they will meet you halfway. <clears throat> There's an interesting point here. If you jump out of bed in the morning, full of fight, daring people or circumstances to depress you. It's a very interesting concept, don't you think? Daring, yeah. daring people or daring circumstances. to I dare you to depress me? I love that. I'm going to tell you. This whole reading of the book is like amazing for me, but that has to be one of my favorite lines ever. It, it really does. Yeah, it's it's um, you know, and obviously we're not minimizing or or discounting what depression is, but in this case, it's kind of saying, "I dare you to to get me down. I dare you to take me down. I dare you to, you know, to ruin or rain on my parade." Um, there's, it's this, there's fight, like there needs to be fight in us. There's got to be fight. There's got to be a spark in your eye. There's got to be life. Otherwise, you know, you can see in people, you can see when they are lifeless. You can see when they're just going through the motions, they may as well be dead. And this is the point that we made, um, you know, in this whole session that we had regarding um on on uh, I, I guess it was yesterday about steve jobs some people are, are kind of going through the motions um they're alive but they may as well be dead and that's a very very <clears throat> harsh statement if you think about it to almost think about this idea of of rethinking perspectives you know as i even said yesterday you know, we live to make a dent in the universe, but, but we can only actually make a hole in the universe when we die. Um, that doesn't mean we should get depressed. It means we should actually get, get busy. Get busy living, Andy Dufresne. I mean, get busy living. Get busy living and making the most of your time. 
But how to dare, you ask? That is coming. First, it is necessary to agree that living aggressively changes the whole complexion of life. So many are praised to fear. You fear losing your job. You fear sickness or hard times or failure. But remember, courage is not the absence of fear. It is the conquest of it. Not until you dare to attack will you master your fears. And why dare? Because unless you dare, you cannot win. Deep down in every heart is the desire to be somebody to get somewhere. But so often we sit waiting for the opportunity. I have found opportunities do not come to those who wait. They are captured by those who attack. Another interesting choice of a word. They are captured. Opportunities are captured. Uh, opportunity is elusive. It's there. It's waiting. But it's not waiting for, it's not static, running around, it's evading you. You have to attack it, you have to capture it. Perhaps you're sitting back in your chair reading this and saying, it's all very well for him to say that, but my circumstances are different. It is impossible for me to dare. I challenge that thought in your mind. I know it is your deadly enemy. Because of it, more than others must dare. The humdrum life is the one most in need of adventure. You can cure your weakness by vigorous action. Start something, break a window if necessary. I'm daring you to think bigger, to act bigger, and to be bigger, and I'm promising you a richer life and a more exciting life if you do. I'm showing you a world teeming with opportunity. The rewards for daring were never so rich or so plentiful. Science, religion, business, education are all looking for the man or woman who dares face life to attack rather than defend. Before you read further, be honest with yourself. What do you think of life anyway? What do you think of yourself? Are you satisfied that you're carrying responsibility equal to your capacity? Are you contented to have posterity look at your life so far and say, that is all he was capable of? Or are you one of the priceless few, one of those with a restless feeling that someday you're going to climb to your rightful place of leadership, that someday you're going to create something worthy of your best. If this is your attitude, then my voyage of discovery is not in vain. You are the volunteer for whom I am looking. Then make that someday you've been waiting for today. I, I just want to say something which I find actually quite interesting, which is we basically read this entire chapter last week. And as I was reading it now, there are times when I was like, yeah, yeah, I've definitely read this. I've definitely read this. And then there are other times I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking, mm, I don't know if, that, if I don't know if I did read that. And what I realize is it's very, very funny because in a week I've already forgotten things. In a week, the excitement, the motivation, the let's go uh, is already dissipated because something else came up because the room ends at nine. Because maybe I didn't take action. I did some things. I went and created, we, we have an article that Jonathan and I work, worked on that, that we'll publish uh, probably tomorrow. In fact, um, I think it was meant to be last week, but it, it will be this week. So this week will be last week's summary. And then maybe I'll do, the, maybe I'll do two in one day, whatever. Um, but, you know, I took some action. But already these quotes, the quote that Michelle said inspired her so much, I've already forgotten and I think, I think that's just one of the most amazing things when we think about all this time, all this opportunity we have in our lives, we, we miss, we miss out if we don't write it down, if we don't, you know, essentially tattoo it on our body, if we don't, you know, if we don't actually write it on the whiteboard, if we don't actually say, 
how are we going to how are we going to take action on this what does this mean in our lives let's write an article on it let's let's discuss it in our all hands meeting let's figure out how we operationalize it these are all the things that we need to do so I'm taking just a moment to pause for a second, and then we'll get into I dare you to do things. Uh, and uh, uh, Jim raised his hand, so I'm bringing him up. Um, see if he wants to add anything. But before that is, um, I just want to remind all of you that if you really like this, I mean, we, we're, we're going to build this, this together, the Collective Cafe. I'm not going anywhere, and I hope you're not going anywhere. If you like this, we're here every single day, Monday through Friday, 8 to 9. It is free. It always will be. Um, and there's a podcast, which is bit.ly forward slash collective cafe to go. And I encourage you, invite you, beg you, plead you with you to come into our discord server. That link is above discord.gg forward slash alpha collective, because we're building something special in discord and in the business of web three. So I will pause there, Mr. Jim East, um, any thoughts, anything you want to add? Uh, this is Jim. First off, I want to tell you, I smiled at the Shawshank uh, 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 referral. Uh, that's one of my favorite movies and books. So I wanted to thank you for that. Uh, uh, when you said, get busy living uh, Dufresne, <laughs> I loved it. Um, secondly, uh, you know, my uh, the book that you were reading, I'm blind, so you may have it in the PTRs, I don't know. If you could tell us again what the book is, and also I use Apple Podcast, so if you could tell me if that name that you did, or if I just do a search for Collective Cafe, if I'll find it. Uh, but I, I know you've got a lot on your agenda, so I'll shut up now. But I'm excited about this because uh, my life's undergoing some changes, and I'm recovering. I just finished recovering from a major surgery, so I'm healthy now, and I'm, I'm ready to get ready living. So I'm excited. Thank you. Ben speaking. You are, <clears throat> you're very welcome. I had, <clears throat> I'm just put it into the chat. It's uh, bit.ly forward slash collective cafe to go. And that will take you into Apple. Uh, the book is called I Dare You. And by the way, I had open heart surgery myself. I don't know what surgery you had, but I had open heart surgery with major complications in 2021. Um, there is nothing more valuable and nothing probably we take more more for granted than our health. It is just absolutely vital 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 so i'm glad you are on the men jim i got a knee my left knee i had uh got hit by a car 20 years ago and then uh messed it up again uh a few years ago and then COVID happened and i had to wait finally i got it done but the recovery is all done the doctor's all happy and so now it's time for me to get healthy again awesome well i beat I, i beat you with my heart but still it's not a competition i'm just kidding um, I'm glad you're doing well. All right, let's keep going. So this is the chapter now called I Dare You to Do Things. In France, during the dark World War I days of 1918, I marveled at the way my old army comrade, Colonel E.L. Daly of the 6th Engineers, got things done. I began to understand better when I heard what he had said to his own boys in America when he was bidding them goodbye. Boys, said he, love it, said he, your name is Daly. And daily stands for the ability to do things. No longer will you step aside to let crusaders go by. Others shall step aside for you because you are now a crusader. You have the ability to do things. You know where you're going. The world makes way for the man who knows where he's going. 
Streets are crowded, traffic is jammed, a fire engine is coming. Everything makes way for it. True moments of weakness and depression and laziness are going to assail you, but that is the time for battle. One forward step, one swift constructive action will send these enemies scurrying to cover. I remember reading a newspaper account of a mother killing a bear with an axe when it threatened her baby. A woman cannot kill a bear, but she did. Gordon Philpott tells me of a Canadian streetcar conductor who rose to be a general in the First World War. The conductor did not know he could command men, but he could. Not many years ago, a young man was working as a section hand on a railroad. His thoroughness won him an opportunity to work for a few days in the shipping office. During those few days, the superintendent asked the young substitute clerk for some vital facts and figures. The young man did not know anything about bookkeeping, but he worked three days and three nights without sleep and had the facts ready when the superintendent returned. The same daring which made him always willing to tackle the bigger job, even though he knew nothing about it. The same thoroughness which has characterized everything he has done have been stepping stones to higher and higher responsibilities. Today, he is vice president of our own company. Hmm. I'm going to read that paragraph again. Not many years, a young man was working as a section hand on a railroad. His thoroughness won him an opportunity to work for a few days in the shipping office. During those few days, the superintendent asked the young substitute clerk for some vital facts and figures. The young man did not know anything about bookkeeping, but he worked three days and three nights without sleep and had the facts ready when the superintendent returned. The same daring which made him always willing to tackle the bigger job, even though he knew nothing about it. The same thoroughness which has characterized everything he has done have been stepping stones to higher and higher responsibilities. Today, he is vice president of our own company. So there is a a key point that I just want to make here, and then I'm going to keep going, which is we've spoken, uh, maybe we spoke last week or in one of the uh, episodes of... um, you know, of the collective cafe, of this idea of the power of of vulnerability and the power of saying, I don't know, right? I want to add to that today. It's, I don't know, but I'll find out for you. I don't know, but I'll figure it out. I don't know, but I'll get it done. So it's a second part. I don't know, humility, you know, not kind to like, you know, BS your way through it and then figuring out how to get it done because it can get, because you can get it done. Until he was 19, a young Kentucky mountain boy had never been out of his own county and had never seen a railroad. He rose to become chairman of the board of one of our largest Western banks and a past president of the American Bankers Association. In time, he was elected a trustee of of Berea College, the marvelous Kentucky school of 3,000 mountain boys and girls. I don't even know what a mountain boy or mountain girl is. Do they live on the mountain? I don't know. This is the greatest honor of my life said this now grown-up country boy, in humbly accepting this place of service and responsibility. Experience has taught him that real satisfaction is not riches or fame, but in giving oneself for others. An Alabama miner working with his hands realized the lack of an education. He studied by candlelight. He read law a bit, 
When gold was struck in the Yukon, he was swept off his feet. He dared to go. In the Yukon, he found his fortune in the bowels of the earth. He also found something far greater. Lost in, the, in a driving snowstorm in this cold, bleak Northland, he saw in the distance a shining cross set up by the missionaries, and that vision dared him to follow a new master. He found a new life. Today, he is one of our most magnetic speakers and is investing his fortune and himself in Christian work. The other day, I saw a creative country boy, supposedly lacking in culture, poise, and social graces, hold his own in a brilliant gathering to his own amazement as well as mine. I know a successful but modest businessman who, when called on in an emergency, discovered in himself a rich capacity for spiritual uplift to those around him. I can give you all these men's names. I know them well. They found they had capacity and used it. So there's another interesting phrase. Um, They found they had capacity and used it. So I would argue that we all have capacity. The question is, are we using it? We all have capacity, including, and maybe I would say, especially those that say we have no time. We just are bad. We're just not using our time well. We're not using our resources well. It's no excuse to say I don't have time. So, and we all have capacity. By the way, just uh, I, I saw um, someone wrote in the comments, which is kind of hilarious. I meant to say, they said, where is it? They said, I'm going to pass on this room. MJ said, I'm going to pass on this room. So basically decided with his energy that he would say the very thing that, 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 that grates my nails the most. And this room wasn't for him because I guess he, he didn't want to rise to the challenge. He wasn't ready to attack the day. He wasn't ready to be aggressive. He wasn't ready to take captive the opportunity, perhaps, or opportunity itself. Or maybe he was. I don't know. Um, I just thought that was funny as well. And it's actually humorous. So I kind of like that. Um, war and emergencies discover many unopened doors in people's lives. Why, why not declare war? Why not put a bomb under your capacities? Why not force a crisis Without some such incentives to stir souls to action. Oh, I love this writing, my God. Worn emergencies discover many unopened doors in people's lives. So, by the way, it's hard for me like, not to keep going on this because um, th- this essentially is the very, very nature of the book of Forever Changed. Right? If we did not take advantage of the opportunity within this crisis within this tragedy of COVID-19. If we didn't, actually, it was war. War was declared on humanity, on humankind. You know, what did we do? Did we, did we meet it halfway? Did we take it on? Did we, ta- did we use this opportunity? So this idea of forcing a crisis, you know, this idea of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Sometimes you've got to break it. Sometimes you've got to break it. Sometimes if you don't feel, if there isn't a crisis, you're not really alive. And this writing, without some, without some such incentives to stir souls to action. The mother never knows her strength. The streetcar conductor never discovers the general. The section hand, the miner, the country boys, the businessmen live and die without realizing the sleeping giants within them. The purpose of this book is first to help you discover what living tools you have to work with, and secondly, to dare you to use all of them. 
launch out into the deep. Walter B. Pitkin, author of The Psychology of Achievement, says that thousands of young people can double, treble, and quadruple their effectiveness simply by being aroused to creative audacity. Capital C, capital A, being aroused to creative audacity. Oh my golly gosh. Uh, But alas, many lack courage because at a still deeper level, they lack the immense energies which a daring program demands. He tells me that he used to train boxers and often he would find a brilliantly clever boxer fail to rise in the sport. He lacked the punch. That's in quotes. He lacked the punch. Because he showed physical fatigue long before less skilled rivals did and in the long, grueling run lost. It is a tragedy indeed to see an ambitious person striving after some goal he has neither the energy nor ability to reach. But it is a thousand times greater tragedy and alas, a more common one to see generals and vice presidents, spiritual and mental leaders passing by unnoticed as streetcar conductors, section hands, and bellhops. I'm trying to read that again. It is a, oh, I get it. But it is a thousand times greater tragedy and alas, a more common one to see generals and vice presidents, spiritual and mental leaders passed by passing by unnoticed as streetcar conductors, section hands and bellhops took me a second. In other words, the, the leaders of tomorrow, the vice presidents of tomorrow, the generals of tomorrow are sitting in this room right now on Clubhouse in Discord. You are the leaders of tomorrow. Maybe you knew it and maybe you didn't. But what is it, you ask, that turns a streetcar conductor into a general? What is the method Did he just go to the war, dare to become a general, then stick out his chest and wait for the medals to be pinned on? No, sir. Generals aren't made that way. The fact is, several things took place inside that streetcar conductor before he became a general. Before the war, he had been living in a narrow conductor world, eating, sleeping, mingling with a few friends and collecting fares. Suddenly, he stepped into a new world. Horizons were pushed back on all sides. The sleeping giants within him stirred and awakened. What were these sleeping giants? The first was a physical one, where he had spent most of his waking hours in the stuffy, stodgy atmosphere of a streetcar. He now galloped about on a horse, had physical instructors punch in his stomach and push up his chest, got plenty of exercise, lived out of doors, ate simple food. He found vibrant health and abundant strength at his disposal. Then his mental life broadened, keyword. He bunked in a tent next to a college professor. He worked on a gun crew beside a civil engineer. Their minds quickened his. He saw the great cities of London and Paris. He went to an artillery school and found he could learn to do higher mathematics as well as add up fares. He had only needed to use one corner of his brain to be a conductor. Now, almost every new experience demanded that another compartment be opened and aired. In the third place... He had the gift of making all kinds of people like him, men and boys in the army from every walk of life, fighting with a great purpose in their hearts. Back at home, his streetcar contacts were only of the meagerest sort. One priceless day, he discovered that he had a new power, the ability to lead people. Laborers, college men, businessmen recognized him as the one to march in front. 
A streetcar conductor never had that opportunity. He was always in the rear. And finally, although he never made any religious profession, for the first time in his life, he was filled with a passion for a great moral clause. But why, you ask, didn't all the other streetcar conductors become generals? They were thrown into the same environment. The answer is obvious. Either they didn't have the capacity to be a general, or they didn't dare to use the capacity they had. So they either didn't have the capacity. Remember, I would say we all have capacity, but we all have different capacity because we're all different, right? So either, you know, they didn't have the capacity to be a general or they just didn't dare to use the capacity they had. This one found within himself undreamed of physical powers, unused mental gifts, decided ability to influence people and a depth of character which was the rock on which his success was built. And having discovered this four-sided life, he had the courage and daring to make it broaden, deepen, and rise above the lives of those around him. So I guess this is the four-sided component, right? Um, Undreamed physical powers, unused mental gifts, decided ability to influence people, depth of character. Okay. The same is true of the country boy who was 19 before he saw a railroad, but he made up his mind that someday he would ride in the cars and see the world. Only a country boy? Yes, but with the capacity of a man able to carry world problems on his shoulders. For 19 years on the farm, he had been building a strong physical foundation. Then when opportunity came, he found each successive year developing mental, social, and spiritual resources until he received the highest honor in the banking world. What are the hidden resources to look for? What are these sleeping giants within us? There are four of them, the physical, the mental, the social, and the spiritual. So those are your four sides. Life cannot be complete unless we develop all four sides. Each side that is developed in turn stimulates the other three sides. All for one and one for all. Life's musketeers work together for one common end. All down the pages of history, great lives have been telling us the secret of the fourfold life. Pick them out of any age, from any line of endeavor. They all tell the same story. That progress is a complete program coming out of all four sides of life. St. Luke gives us eloquent evidence of just one little peep into the fourfold development of the greatest success of all time. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. This is all coming from a Jew. I mean, not just Jesus, but me. Now listen to Sir Wilfred Grenfell's message. Man must play work, love, and worship to get the most out of life. Read his words again. Man must play, work, love, and worship to get the most out of life. How dare you have within yourself these fourfold capacities and not use them? This is the, that is the first principle that I want thoroughly to fix in your mind, that life is a four-sided affair, that your daring program is going to lead you into physical adventure, mental adventures, social adventures, spiritual adventures. You have not one but four lives to live, a fourfold opportunity to grow, a body, a brain, a heart, and a soul These are our living tools. To use them is not a task. 
It is a golden opportunity to find new capacities within you is not robbing you of any pleasure. It is bringing new treasures into every waking hour. It is helping you touch life at all angles, absorb strength from all contacts, pour out power on all fronts. And here is another interesting thing. The more you pour out, the more you find to pour. (coughs) The more of life's treasures you keep to yourself, the less you have. The more you share with others, the more you have yourself. One of life's great rules is this. The more you give, the more you get. I'm not trying to soar in the clouds. This principle is the result of my own practical experience. I know that if you dare to use the talents you have to find yourself growing stronger, physically, mentally, socially, spiritually, and that you multiply them a hundredfold by sharing their fruits, you give your life away and behold, a richer life comes back to you. I repeat life's great principle. Our most valuable possessions are those which can be shared without lessening. Those which when shared multiply. Our least valuable possessions are those which when divided are diminished. Now I want to take a moment because um, we're getting to a, a section called which I will get through. It's kind of a cool, it's just two pages. And I just really want to talk about the fact that I, I really see um, a story about diversity um, in, in coming out here. Ironically, when we're just reading about men. Um, but, you know, first of all, shame on us if we were born into privilege. Shame on us if we had the means, if we had gifts, if we had talent, if we had capacity, and we knew it, and we didn't use it, and we didn't dare ourselves and each other to use it. Now think about all the people that don't have those capabilities, that don't have those opportunities, but in fact have the capacity and the ability to be leaders of tomorrow, to lead us in fact. There's one more aspect to it. When I think about privilege versus lack of, when I think about the haves versus the have-nots, I think about the fact that the more we have, he has another way to add to what we just read. The more we have, the more we tend to hoard. And that's a problem. The more we have, the more we want, the less we share. Not everyone, but some of us. The more insecure we are, the more narcissistic we are, the more ego-driven we are. There's something really powerful about the fact that actually the people that have the haves are actually the, mo- the poorest of them all. It's like being able to say, you know, that um, there's that quote, I've got to find it. If someone finds it, they can put it into the chat. This idea of, you know, having all this money but being poor. There's like a famous quote or something like that. What, what is richness? Is it measured in currency, in monetary, or is it measured in connections and relationship? And I actually think what happens is that when we have the safe life, the comfy life, the cushy life, we don't have that, that pain, that war, that crisis that we just read about. We need it. We need it to be alive, to feel alive. We need it to be able to unleash and awaken this this power inside us. It's really quite clear. It's almost realizing that we have to force the crisis. Sometimes we have to force the crisis 
inside the people we love the most and care the most about, our children, our loved ones, when we see that they don't have the fight, the spirit, the fire inside them, we need to create it for them. Oftentimes, the reason they don't have it is our fault or the environment in which they live or the communities in which they live. To that I say, rot! (laughs) Rot! Change it. Find the fire. Create the fire. Provoke the fire. Inspire the fire. That is the message that comes out from this. Now I'm going to read you the last couple pages. They're quite visual. So what I'm going to do is I will um, I will post the image in um, in the chat in Startup Club. By the way, if you are new to Clubhouse or new to Startup Club, uh, welcome and please join Startup Club. Um, and um, one thing I forgot to say before, I should remind people at the beginning, which is set the bells. You know, for whom the bell tolls, uh, set my bell, <laughs> ring my bell. Uh, set my bell to be notified when I go live, set, I guess, the startup club's bell to be notified when it goes live. I'm actually not going live anytime or anywhere on Clubhouse other than here. I'm not wasting my time in other rooms. I am focusing my time on this room and on you. It's not to say the other rooms aren't valuable, but they don't need me on stage. I need to be on the stage, and that's where I'm going to be. So you will only be notified when I'm going live in this room. Now, this is a, um, it's just two, uh, two and a half more pages, and then we'll see if anyone wants to add. It says, now for the start. Suppose you were to draw a picture of your life as you are living it today. How near Foursquare would it be? Would it look like this? It looks kind of like a trapezoid or like this, and it looks like a weird thing, or, you know, uh, or a perfect square. No matter how lopsided it has been, from now on, you are daring to make it four square like this. That's why it's called four square, I guess. The four sides, uh, it should be a perfect square. So imagine what you should be thinking, envisioning, is not lopsided, but four equal sides. I've been taught that a pencil and a piece of paper help clarify the mind. I want so to burn this four square idea into your brain that it will be a part of you. I won't be able to put across the completeness of the four square unless I get you to make de- uh, definite moves for yourself. On the left at the top of the next page, I've drawn my four square checker. Now, won't you take a sheet of paper and draw yours? Make all sides equal. Write physical on the left-hand side, mental on the top, and social on the right-hand side, religious under the base. Then, in the middle, write my checker and sign your initials. No plan is worth the paper it is printed on unless it starts you doing something. There is too much telling in this life and not enough doing. Unless you've actually drawn and labeled your checker for yourself, even though the fourfold plan has only been outlined, you are not ready for the next step. After you've drawn the checker, look at it well. Photograph it in your brain or on your brain. There you have the picture of the magic square, the symbol of the richer, fuller life, the emblem you are to follow in your daring crusade. The chapters that follow give a definitive, uh, a definite sorry, program for the daring few who are determined to tap all of their inner resources. If you don't feel the urge to dare, don't waste your time to go on. If you lack courage or faith, the following pages will not help you, but if you are able and willing to do and dare, then immediately assume the offensive. The day of defending your present possessions is gone. From now on, you are not going to worry about holding your job. 
put the worry on the fellow above you about holding his. From this day onward, wrong things are put on the defense. You have marshaled right things for the attack. Your eyes are turned towards your strength, not your weakness. Henceforth, you will wake in the morning thinking of ways to do things rather than reasons why they can't be done. When Henry Ford wanted to get an unbreakable glass for his new models, he wouldn't see any of the experts. They knew too many reasons why it couldn't be done. Bring me eager young fellows who do not know the reasons why unbreakable glass cannot be made. Give this problem to ambitious young fellows who think nothing is impossible. He got unbreakable glass. And there's a quote from Tennyson at the end. That tower of strength which stood foursquare to all winds that blew. Okay, wow, wow, wow. Right? Real interesting message here that basically says, it's the reason actually, by the way, going back to consulting, why, or investing in startups, why you actually want to look for people with no experience. I always marveled. I always, I mean, experience, but not in your little neck of the woods. I always marveled at why, I mean, how many times everyone here today, you know, the daring few that are left in the room, right? How many times have we, you know, answered an RFP or, or you know, interviewed for a job and they basically ask us how many, like if it's an automotive position, how many automotive brands have we worked with? What is our automotive experience? The answer should be if I was so damn good at automotive, I would still have that job right now. If I was so good at it, you'd be working for me, not the other way around. Why would you hire an agency that's worked with five or six different automotive brands? Why aren't they working with them now? Why were they fired? Why did they resign? Why didn't they make those brands as famous as I'm going to make you? That's the answer, right? That's the answer. That's the unbreakable gloss conundrum or challenge. Occam's razor. Yep, go. Carry on, Vincent. I guess I'll be that way over its son. How are you? My name's Vincent. I do a lot of things. I like talking about it little. I paint. That's fun. Um, your writing reminds me a lot of, or at least what you're reading, reminds me a lot of uh, some stuff I scribble. I appreciate that. You're welcome. And it should, you know, because because it's truth. It reminds, well, it reminds me of a lot of stuff I've written too. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, I'm, I'm not trying to say we're great artists because that's so subjective. Uh, because what is art? You know, I just got my arts listed on Masterworks, which are listed with some of the greatest artists of all times. And I still doubt myself as an artist all the time. Well, I am calling you a great artist, by the way, and uh, and I came <laughs> and I came across Masterworks, which I guess is fractional ownership, right? Or fr- fractional. I, 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 I don't I really know. <laughs> I just found out that I got, uh, got to skip the line, and uh, that my works will be auctioned with that of like Basquiat and Monet, and yeah, it's like no longer cannot call myself an artist, I guess. That's amazing. Today, actually, the episode of my show, if I can find it, I'll, I'll post it, is with Simon Bull, um, who's been doing some just incredible, incredible stuff um, on Instagram. Like, could you elaborate? 
Yeah, no. So I, I'm just actually gonna gonna copy this and I'll put it into the um, I'll put it in as a link. Simon Bull, I came across him on Instagram. I think he's uh, I think his most uh, liked post now is about forty million. Um, he kind of just went, I guess, viral, if you will, on Instagram. But um, we just had an amazing conversation. So he, I have a talk show called Joseph Jaffe is not famous. And so I had him on the show and you can see it says, you know, when the process of creating art becomes the art itself. So his whole installation and his whole mechanism of creating art actually is the art um, in of itself. And he creates these amazing videos of how the art is created. And so there's almost an art experience or creation experience that to me is as compelling or is, or is much a part of the actual finished product as the finished product. So I'm just saying that like... Um, uh, I just put the uh, th- that episode goes live today, um, and I just posted I just posted it in the link. How do I pronounce your name? I'm so sorry, I don't want to butcher it. Mine, Jaffe, Joseph Jaffe. Jaffe, uh, Vincent, pleasure. Um, could you do me a favor and reach out to Simon for me? Uh, I I get asked constantly to be recording mine, and I seek not to be a YouTube star or anything. But there's a lot I can do with that, not for me, but for the we. In fact, I'm about to do a documentary about like seeing art and everything. And uh, I'm not going to have the camera on me, or actually I am, like more like a body cam. But, so it's going to be focused on anything but me. Yeah, sure. Contact me and message me. And um, I mean, I want to, I mean, to... Today was you're at NYU. Uh, I teach at NYU, and at the moment yeah, I'm, not, um, I'm not teaching right now this semester, but but I have been for the last three years. Oh, I just uh, I'm working on a project that's been backed by NYU. Uh, so have you heard of uh, the Muse device, the EEG that reads your brain waves and emotions and thoughts? And um, an individual named Jason Snell is. Tinkered with it enough to where those emotions and thoughts can create music and light shows. And uh, well, I'm being brought on to do R and D so I can make it pay. But I think you're an interesting man, Vincent. We're gonna Thank find you. We're gonna find out. We're gonna find out more now. I want to just tell people. Um, and first of all, I want you to draw your squares. Um, and I'm going to, so I'm going to take a photo of the page or the two pages and I will post them in the hallway, in the startup club hallway, but I'll also post them in the cafe chat in discord. Um, and you, I really, really, if you love this, I really, as I said, I'm asking you to do one thing and that's join our discord so that we can continue the conversation. And as I said, I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I found a home in startup club um, and, and I'm loving doing both of these. We still will continue to find our feet. Um, but my vision is to have hundreds and even thousands of people in the room, both on startup, uh, both in clubhouse and in discord. Um, so shout out to, we have three people in our discord at the moment, our regulars, Peggy and Christopher and Rini. And I want more as well. Um, because discord is, is an amazing platform to be able to build and connect um, and, and really bring community to life. Um, but then I, I wouldn't mind it in Discord or even in the, the hallway if you, if you feel brave enough to draw your, 
your square, your four squares. And, and I guess what were the four? It was physical, um, mental, um, spiritual. And what was the fourth? What was the fourth? This is how I check if people are paying attention. The fourth is um, social. Physical, mental, social, and spiritual. Uh, Be interesting to see what your squares look like. Um, And uh, and obviously, you know, the the journey for us to kind of create that that perfect square. And any anyone have a different point of view that the square should be, you know, that this that the uh, the square should be um, equal. That it should be a perfect square and not a rectangle or a trapezoid or something like that. I'm not sure, like, I don't know how that sits with me, that it should be a force, that it should be perfectly four squares. But I'll take the challenge. I'll take the challenge. Um, Physical to me says health. Uh, You know, mental is, I mean, this room, mental is is education. Mental is thought and thought leadership. Uh, You know, mental acuity um, is the ability to be challenged. Um, to read, you know, it's not just education, it's provocation. Social is connection. I mean, to me, it's kind of easy. And spiritual doesn't have to be religious. Hell, it can be psychedelic as well. But being able to connect it to something that is uh, external, bigger than you, and energy, um, I mean, I buy it. I can buy it. I'd rather buy it than not buy it. I'd rather, I'd rather kind of try and figure out exactly how to get to that four. And in fact, if one is, you know, um, it's funny because I was um, trying to create a model for Web3. And, and I was talking to, to my muse, Mr. Bruce Turkel, and I said to him, so I'm building a house, right, because I'm a strategic, you know, I'm a strategist, and the foundation of the house is community, and you want four pillars or four walls, which are shared values, which is purpose, shared ownership, which is diversity, and shared rewards, which is loyalty. And then the roof is community capitalism. I'm like, but the, but the house has got three, you know, they're like three pillars or the table, maybe call it the table. And he's like, why? He's like, you're an idiot. He's like, why does it have to be four? And by the way, He's, he's like, the problem with four is that they all have to be equal. So he said, you know, if the four legs are not equal, then the table is wobbly. But the beautiful thing about a tripod, about th- a three-legged stool, is that no matter how tall or short one leg is or how different they are, you can still end up with some kind of stability and equilibrium. And I thought that was a brilliant point. But in this particular case, we are saying that all four need to be of equal length because there are four, right? So therefore, what that means is if one, if we over-index in one, by definition, we are under-indexing in the other three. If three are long and one is short, then there is a deficiency which has to be addressed. And so according to this, this is just one theory, this is just one approach, we need to figure out how to either pull back a little bit on the one or two or three or level up or heavy up or invest in the fourth. So I can live with that. I can buy into that. And I feel like I'd rather 
refute that. I'd rather assume it's true and refute it than, than you know, have to have someone else prove it to me. And that's kind of one of our biggest mistakes and sins, I think, that we do as, as, as humans, right? Prove it to me. You know, we're the manager and somebody comes with a great idea. Prove it to me. Where's the data? Where's the research? Where's all the justification for something that's never been done before? It's like, you know, like, don't be a dumbass. <laughs> How can there be justification for something that's never been done before if it's never been done before? That's the beauty of artistry. That's the beauty of creators and creation is being able to do something that's never been done before. You've Many of you that have been with me on my journey, whether it's through my books I've written or my, my presentations or, you know, or my show, you know that I quote Diane Arbus a lot, who said, it's, nev- it's what I've never seen before that I recognize. That's how we need to live our lives, in, in you know, and on the pursuit of truth. That's exactly how, that is to me a life worth living. So we're at 8.59, we keep this to one hour. If you enjoyed today's room, uh, come back. We're not going anywhere, remember that. Um, We'll be here tomorrow, No Agenda Friday. Um, From my side, I'm not bringing an agenda, but we're gonna talk threads, why not? Or I'm sure everyone else is gonna wanna talk threads. So let's talk about the new app and threads um, and, and whether it's the good, the bad, and the ugly or, or anything else uh, on your mind. Akila Reed says, I'll be back. I am honored that you will be b- back. Uh, Bikash Lenka says, the Discord link, I'll put it in there. It's discord.gg forward slash alpha collective. Um, and uh, Michelle, as always, I'll uh, give you the last word and thank you for, uh, for uh, allowing me to host in Startup Club. Absolutely. And thank you for all the members that joined this morning. Um, I'm really enjoying Thursday's Jaffe. I think it was a great idea. I'm finding it very inspirational. So thank you for leading us through that. And we will see everyone tomorrow at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. And I think tomorrow, right, is what I would call an open mic, right? It's no agenda Friday. Yeah, it's 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 open mic, and and the idea is to is really just to instead of you know, whereas Monday through Thursday I'll heavy up um, for at least about forty five minutes. Um, on Friday, it's much more community and 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 kind of listener or audience driven. Um, that doesn't mean that I won't, that I'm just going to, you know, I'll still play a role more as a moderator. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's also like AMA. So if people actually have questions for me or based on something they've read or heard or one of the episodes of the show or Web3, so it, it's it's just kind of like a smorgasbord, right? There's, you know, it's like, I call it the, you know, the Outback Steakhouse approach. No rules, just right. Excellent. Everyone have an amazing day. And I dare you. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.